What's happening, my friend? Hello, Travis. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. We could just, uh, you know, re release this episode for New Year's and just come out of the gate like that. Right, exactly. You know, one of my uh, one of my uh, family listeners uh, asked Debbie if something was wrong. I Evidently, I must have sounded down or something. On one of the, I don't even know which one, if it was the very last one or the one before. But just so everybody knows, everything's great. It couldn't be better. Uh, had the best Friday ever, and uh, well, you had, had a lot of weekend. shit going on. I mean, yeah. we've talked about some of it, but is that I, I didn't notice if you were down because you know for you're such a professional showman. I guess you give it all for the podcast, <laughs> and when you're angry and cranky and you're in a full get off my lawn uh, attitude, it comes through. But it's all it's you it know does. you're giving it all for the audience. Yeah, no, and we every, appreciate that. Everything's good. Uh, all the medical stuff is good, and we've talked a little bit about. It. I'm not going to rehash anything, but just uh, in case anybody gives a a, a, a crap, I I'm good. Everything's you will good. be around uh, for the for- yeah. foreseeable podcasting yeah, future. There are no imminent uh, medical issues, so thank God for small favors. Uh, fully immunized, waiting to uh, get my booster shot when that becomes available. And, um, you know, just ready to tackle the issues of today. I'm not sure what's <laughs> on your mind. There's so much. Well, you, you, uh, I was going to tell you though, before we get started, I saw your car this over the weekend. I was driving around yeah. the zombie green BMW that we've referenced that was on the cover <laughs> of car and driver yes. or whatever that magazine was, yes. but I actually saw one in person. Yeah. It's a it very, looks badass. <clears throat> it's a very popular, uh, car. I had never seen color. it before. It looks terrible on the magazine cover. Better in person. Still weird. It looks better in person. Lime green, but or, as, or you can, not lime. as you can see by my water bottle here, <laughs> yes. I'm a fan of the. I call it zombie zombie green. green. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. There's uh, uh, the new. What is it that I read? Road and track. No, car and driver. Yeah, car and driver. I guess. Anyway, uh, pretty pretty good breakdown on on what's new for 22. What. Uh, you know, I particularly read that magazine to see what's happening in BMW. There's a lot of models, uh, a lot of things going on. They've changed around. You know, they're making, they are making the switch over to electric. You know, they've been playing around with it for a while. The i3, I think, was a little square, skinny, wheeled one. That one's dead. Going forward, that car's gone. Um, there's a there's a sedan. You think uh, they have to call it the i3 because everything's like i because of iPhone? I don't know. It makes I mean, it all tech it's and- been, you know, the first one I bought in 2002 was a 2000 528i. So it's their, it's been their thing for a long time. I don't think it has anything to do with iPhone. <laughs> I guess that is true, huh? Yeah, 528i. I have a, a 2013 535i. So um, I don't know when it's electric. It's a different designation. And, you know, there's it's complicated, e. right? E, E-car. Yeah. E, yeah. E, BMW. <laughs> BMW E. I saw in San Diego when we were down there a week or two ago, I saw an M8 um, down there, right? It's an 8 series M car. And um, that's coming back and being refined. What's the, I know, so the M, like the grill is different, right? It has that red, white, and blue. Well, badge. <laughs> the, the M is whatever the, that is. Yeah, the M is the you know the M card designation is more than just badging, right? It's it's typically so. There's a few weird things you can get some models with M trim. For instance, my five my 2013 535i has M trim. It has an M steering wheel. It has an M car front end. And what do you, what do you get for that? 
Well, it's usually a typically a little bit more aggressive kind of trim level, um, uh, but it doesn't make it an M car. You know, an M car had they have the high the highest powered engines and the the most aggressive uh, suspension and stuff like that. So if it's an actual M car, um, more than just trim, yeah, it's quite different. It's usually you know faster six, six seven hundred horsepower. To be honest with you, so yeah, faster. That that car that we saw down there in San Diego. You, you and I both saw yeah, it, right? Yeah. That was a coupe, so two door, the big ass two door. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure I could open that door wide enough to get out <laughs> if I was right. parked next to somebody. Uh, that's why I don't have a coupe because I'm afraid of that. Um, but coupes always look better. Two doors always look better than four doors, and hold their value better. But yeah, awesome looking car. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of different series, so it's complicated, and um, a lot of cars not available. I was just telling you earlier that I was. Um, had some. I was stuck in some traffic next to a Mazda dealership over the weekend, and noticed that there were no cars on the lot. I know it's crazy. Yeah, so it's and I've been talking to some customers that are um, involved in the port of LA, and it's a cluster down there. We're heading for um, not only shortages on the shelves of of stores, uh, various stores and things, but we're, you know supply chain problems should get worse, and this is driving inflation up. I know, yeah, but it's it's wild because here in Southern California, for people who don't know, we have the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach together. Uh, together, yeah, where <laughs> these big ocean freight vessels come in, and even I think at the start of COVID, there you know when things started to come back around, there was reports you know thirty vessels waiting to come in. Know forty, maybe upwards of fifty, but I think it's even surpassed that now. I, did I heard something like maybe sixty or seventy vessels? Um, I thought it was more, so I'm going to re, I'm going to reframe. I was maybe it say is seven hundred. No, it's not that. High. I, I mean, don't know. It's, it's a lot. Uh, well, according to the person I talked to, we're on the verge of gridlock in the in the port. But what was the other thing you were telling me that the port of Los Angeles is the only yes. non-automated port in the country? That's what he was telling me. He, uh, and him and his family pretty uh, hooked up in the port, right, with the with the union and everything. Um, and yeah, this is evidently the only major port in the United States that isn't fully automated. So it's slow. Were in this port to unload or load vessels to begin with. Then the other thing that I didn't know, he said that five years ago, a freighter coming in with 500 sea containers was big, or 5,000 sea containers was considered large. Uh, they standardly come in now with 15,000. So that is crazy. Yeah. So it's um, this this problem in the port of Los Angeles, port of Long Beach is quickly going to become a, a crisis situation. But what I don't understand is, you know, go back to COVID when the whole world was shut down. I always thought that these vessels were out there because there was no labor, because everybody was told you had to shelter in place, and there was nobody there to offload the ships. Well, now, fast forward a year and a half, almost two years later, people are back to work. The vessels are out there. I mean, it's it, of course, there's a disruption in the supply chain, but at least the shit has left China. It's here off the coast. It's <laughs> on a boat ready to come on board. Why can't we get it offloaded? What is the problem? Well, evidently, there are there are a multitude of problems. Not There's still labor issues. There are still not enough longshoremen to, to load or unload the vessels. There's still a lot of people that are not back to work, and there are union issues involved, and <clears throat> things like that that are covid related there are there are no chassis so every one of these sea containers that comes in off the ship needs to get onto a container uh, onto a truck chassis and then be you know 
uh, and then there needs to be a, a tractor or a big truck to hook up to that to take it wherever it's going. There are not and enough chassis. Drive it. Yeah, there are not enough chassis. There are not enough empty containers. This is a shortage of everything involved with shipping and trucking. It's all just uh, and it's just kind of a, turning into a feedback loop on itself, right? There's, Can we blame this on unions though? Can we cite this as a as a reason why we need to get rid of the unions? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want any union people coming after me. So, <laughs> but still, I mean, go back to one of the talking points of, of the Democrats. And, uh, I see it a lot on Twitter, you know, on the build, build back better tweets from the Democrats. And one of the things, the only that, social media thing you're going to see anything on today, right? Yeah. What's up? So here we are, uh, October 4th, whatever it is, 4th. Yeah. And all of the Facebook ether, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp is is down. They're all down. What do you make of that? I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a, um, a civil war or something to break out. I, how long can how long can these influencers and all these stupid <laughs> assholes go without? I, I thought that was on purpose because wasn't Facebook testifying again for Congress last week? What am I supposed to do with the picture I took of the bananas in my cereal this morning? Where the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to put that? I don't. I I thought it was a big fuck you. Like Facebook is under so much criticism. And they're under a microscope, and I, I think they were. Some weren't. Somebody from Facebook was testifying last yeah. week again. Yeah. Well, they, you didn't see sixty minutes, huh? No. Was that about the Instagram child yeah, thing? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. So sixty minutes had a big, um, a big article. Uh, there's a there's a whistleblower. So oh yeah. She's she is a, a logarithm algorithm uh, algorithm specialist. She's worked at some of the other big techs, Google and this and that, but she specifically signed up with Facebook prior to the last to the presidential election and was uh, a part of a special group they had to try to keep election interference down to a minimum compared to what it was in 2016 and she says that that actually was pretty effective but once the um, once the actual election was over they shut down that group and they pulled the safeguards that they had put on during the election season away. And that's partially responsible for Facebook being the main organizing place for the, for the January 6th uh, problem. I know, but you, is, don't, is I know that... you don't like the word insurrection. So, <laughs> you, so can, you can call it whatever, but, but she, is that really news though? Like why would, I mean, just on its surface though, right? Why well, would it make sense to keep an election type, guardrail if you will up after the election well it wasn't just that guardrail it was it was a whole lot of guardrail it was a whole lot of stuff that they were doing because they were under scrutiny because of the election but then as always they let their profit motive get in the way of public safety and just stop doing almost everything they were doing she um look i this is everything i said right in prior prior to the election everything about facebook when we've talked about um uh, um, you know the uh, well I'm forgetting the term of it what a surprise with the antitrust uh, the antitrust and everything right so but here's the thing uh, just talk and just uh, you know look this is my opinion that that's going on this now she took hundreds of thousands of documents tens of thousands what did they say of of internal Facebook documentation that they they know all about this that they're fully aware of it <clears throat> and the, in her, the documentation that she took shows and evidently proves that they, they time after time, 
choose their profit motive over doing things that would be in the public interest. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's a big surprise to anybody. I mean, we're all capitalism, capitalism, right? Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's not newsworthy, yeah. I don't but, think. But here's the thing. They say the exact opposite in public. And let's remember something. This is a publicly traded company. So you are not allowed as a publicly traded company to lie to your investors. So if you're out there on your public facing comments saying, Hey, we have safeguards in place. We're making improvements. We're watching for the misinformation. We're, we're, we are uh, going to try to protect uh, teenage girls and minors and this and that. And that's what you're saying publicly. But then internally you're saying, fuck it. We're not doing that. Well, listen, and so she's, she's so she didn't just release this to the press or go on 60 minutes. She's being covered under the whistleblower statutes. She went to the Justice Department and the Congress, and I think this is going to be kind of serious for them. Well, it, you, you've said a lot there. So if we were to unpack it, the only part that my ears kind of perked up is, did I understand you correctly that Facebook was essentially reporting publicly that we've got these safeguards in place that we established prior to the election because we knew – you know, there were there were bad actors on here. They were going to use our site to, you know, pass out, pass along bad information. Mm -hmm. And then after the election, they took it down. But they said they didn't, that they still had the same safety elements in place right. for all these months. And, and see, and that really is the issue is, I, I guess, to your point about, you know, lying to your shareholders. Well, here's I the guess. thing. If you're a private company. You're not. You really are not required to tell the truth about anything. But, but but you're not really required to do it either. Your point that you're making is that they said they did it and they didn't do it. Right, and they they have been lying to their investors, and and this this trove of information is likely to show that. And then on the same, do you think investors care? <laughs> I think they might, um, <laughs> as long as they're making money on the stock, they don't care. Uh, I think that um, then there's another thing that happened today: the Pandora. Um, so they're calling this Pandora, not Pandora's box, but Pandora files. I don't know. This is a ton of <clears throat> financial information coming from 15 different um, uh, financial news, uh, financial, let's see, financial news sources this is on the advertising the thing? world. And this is, this is uh, uh, all. This is detailed information about where rich people are. Oh yeah, yeah, are hiding their money offshore and blah blah blah. All kinds of was stuff that like coming? That. that information came out of Facebook. No, no, this could completely separate. All right, well, let's get to that. But let's go back to Facebook for a minute. Okay. So, well, here's the thing: it's off today, so that <laughs> <laughs> seems funny. Well, it's it's uh, Facebook, what Instagram and WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all down. The only one that I give a shit about is WhatsApp. Right, I know. that's an actual tool that we, you and I use. I right. use it for business, right? International I to, business. Yeah, to confirm that we were going to do this today, I sent I sent you a WhatsApp. What happened? And then I'm like, well, um, wait a minute, WhatsApp. And then I googled it. I'm like, hey, who owns WhatsApp? And it's like uh, Facebook, dumb shit. And so I'm like, oops, that's did not it show that it sent though the message? Uh, it didn't show anything. It just you know my my message to you on WhatsApp is there, but it didn't go anywhere, and you didn't get it. Right. No, I didn't get it. So, um, yeah, so I had to just send you a regular text on Apple. But so here's where I was going with this. Maybe Facebook shut the whole thing down as a big fuck you to the regulators so that 
you know, people get pissed off and, and say, hey, see, we, this is a, these are valuable products and tools and services that, you know, bring good to society and people are going to be up in arms. Maybe they'll protest. I don't know. And they'll demand that Facebook come back online with no regulation, no bullshit from Congress. Oh Let God. them live. <laughs> Do you think there's any possibility that that could be the case? Have you acquired stock in Facebook <laughs> since the last time we talked about this? I have never had any interest in buying Facebook stock. And to mm. go back to the point I made a minute ago is I don't think investors care about anything other than making a return on their investment. Well, you probably know more about that than I do. I, and I, I've had, I don't think it's going to be the investors, so it's the it's the probably the justice department. I've never understood Facebook as an investment, and I guess maybe a lot of people don't. Do they really care if they bought Facebook at whatever thirty dollars a share, and now it's worth a hundred dollars? I don't even know what it's worth, Matt. What is it worth? I have no idea. Yeah. But the point is, I've never saw I never saw the long game with Facebook, thinking this is something that's a viable company. I, I still maintain that we don't need to regulate it to death. It's just going to go away on its own when we all <laughs> run out of care about going onto Facebook. Do you know how long Facebook has been in existence? Uh, 2004. Uh, okay. I'm just going to guess. That's going to be pretty good, I think, because it's 17 years. So is that 2004, 2003? I, <laughs> I can't do the I math. I think that. it is. I think it is. Subtract that from 21. Um, uh, when yeah. did you get off MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the funny part, and that's my favorite joke. Okay. I'm putting this on my MySpace. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but you know, MySpace came and went and I never saw it. <laughs> I never saw me. I was never on MySpace. No. I was briefly on no, Facebook. I've never had a Facebook account, so I do have Instagram. So most people, the same thing. You know, I was off of it before this last election, so I really didn't see whatever there was to see or any of that yeah. shit. But when I was on it, it was basically, you know, yes, I understand people extended families. You know, they have photos and shit like that. But most of it was just people posting shit about how fabulous their lives were always on vacation. I've always got this expensive drink in my hand. Look at this fancy car I'm driving and look at this celebrity yeah. I ran into. Yeah. They're not saying that. They're just posting these pictures about yeah. how wonderful they are. It's like, fuck off. Well, I guess the thing about Instagram that's uh, kind of coming out as another part of, uh, of this story uh, from the whistleblower is that in 2018, Facebook made changes to their algorithm that that amped up the 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 ability of the algorithm to create um what's the word anger but but in an attempt to drive ad revenue right wasn't the whole they're creating anger which creates excitement which creates clicks engage well okay so engagement. so the boat yeah the word is engagement right so but that's what you said that's what you were saying engage uh, clicks and what yeah, do we see as we, as we're talking about this? Outages and outrage. Uh, we have on the screen here. What is it? Facebook stock plunges four point nine percent. Five percent. Is that who, really who a plunge? Who cares? Sounds more like a skip. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, is that that uh, really even a news story that you know they created? They made changes to the algorithms to, I to increase just, engagement. I think, look, I just think it's important that that the word is out there, and if the public and that the public. Here's this from credible sources. I mean, this is exactly what I was saying six months ago, or when it, whatever it was, when I was rattling on about Facebook. It's the algorithm that in that encourages anger, which causes the most engagement, and so their attitude is always, "Well, that look here. Here's the thing: if we if we back off the algorithm, so it creates less anger among Facebook followers." 
people will not stay on the platform as long and we will lose money. So fuck that. We're not doing and, that. And how is that a news story? I, I agree that that's what happened. But how is that a news it, story? It's, it's only, like, you know what? Duh. It's only, yeah, I get it. <laughs> But but I think the big problem that you're gonna that you're gonna hear about is the public denial that that's the case from Zuckerberg or whichever one of his stupid lackeys they put up there. Um, is Facebook a good product? Do you think? Uh, no. no, it's shit, right? It's shit. So like other shit products. Well, it's too. It's it's look, it it it's too big. Uh, and it to needs, fail? No, it's not too big. <laughs> Don't to say fail. it's too. What do you mean it's too big? It's too In what big. Way? It's too. Look, so I mean, I just look. Look, let me go back and finish what I was saying. Um, all I really want to see is that the story gets out and um, Facebook. Um, f- you know, if there are legal consequences, they should face them, right? As far as lying to their investors and breaking those kind of laws, it's a huge, huge publicly traded company. And then as far as the public, as far as what they say to the public, I think it's important that the truth is out there, that they promote uh, they promote anger among their followers to, because it promotes engagement and that translates into ad revenue for them. And so if that if that is the case, then we we can't look at them as some benevolent you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're member of society. Yeah, they're not. They're right. malevolent. And but even still, they're dangerous. But even still, shouldn't there be? And I'm. I'm sure there is. When you sign up for Facebook, isn't there something in the terms conditions that you're signing that says, "Hey, there's anger beyond these gates, folks. There's uh, there's really? all kinds of bullshit that's going to create user engagement to make you angry and fight with one another." I don't think that's. Po- I don't. I don't believe that that is stated anywhere in the terms <laughs> but and conditions. Even, but but even then, Travis, we all know nobody. Can read I that. understand, but it, it, at some point, like even uh, Disneyland, which I was recently at, you, there's something outside that says, "Hey, if you come in here and you get COVID, you can't sue us." And I'm pretty sure if you fall out of a roller coaster you, on your ticket purchase, it says you can't sue us then either. Okay, right. <laughs> so if you're going to use Facebook, are they? I mean, are they liable for the? I'm not know, saying they're liable. I'm saying I want the public to hear the real story about what motivates Facebook and what generates the policies that, that they operate under, not the lies from Mark Zuckerberg or his stupid uh, talking head uh, lackeys that show up on the media all the time. You didn't see, you didn't see Mark. We just saw a picture of Mark Zuckerberg on CNBC on the same old Caesar haircut. Yeah. Same shit, man. (laughs) And uh, uh, I don't know who this fucking freak is here. I don't know. Fist money? Fast money. <laughs> um, uh, but he's not from Facebook. So uh, here's the thing. It's not it's not Zuckerberg, right? He he just puts up one lackey uh, uh, talking head after another to, to just just re restate their party line, which but is a lie. What is so is your beef is your real beef the fact that they're just lying to people or that it's this well, yeah. malevolent online place where people do bad shit? I I think it's it for me it's it's that they their own internal research shows that they are they are causing serious damage to 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 various groups members of Facebook uh, such as so, yeah users such as young women teenage girls 
hate groups, uh, political uh, election stuff. And, and even when they identify it with their internal research and stuff, they they internally say, yeah, we're not going to fix this. Which I don't understand how anybody could take them seriously if they make statements that, you know, they are going to fix it or they're doing the right thing. But whose responsibility is it to fix it? In other words, if those young girls or the people that you just mentioned don't go on Facebook, they're not exposed to that shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. And the point is, well, well, the point is who is supposed to fix this problem? Who is supposed to either break up Facebook, disband Facebook or (laughs) make it better? I don't know. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, the only person responsible for fixing anything on Facebook is Facebook. And if they're not going to do it, then um, we need to hold them accountable for that. And and that would be by, hey, uh, you guys are a bunch of fucking liars. You've been lying to us and, and you're a net negative for society. You're malevolent. You know, they can always they they always hide in us. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know. This has only been around for so long. And there are things we don't know. And we're doing our best. But it's a big problem. And we're doing the best we can, which is a fucking lie. You're not doing the best you can if you have internal data that tells you about things years, years ahead of when you've come out and said, oh, we just found out about it. I mean, so just like, listen, if this was GM or Ford or, you know, any number, any number of of companies that, that sell shit to the American public and and we catch them in outright lies there would be consequences, and I just think yeah, that but the same consequences should hold true for Facebook. And I understand and what you I'm mean saying. by consequences, but I don't think it's exactly the same. Like, pick an example. Let's say uh, Ford makes a vehicle that has a bad airbag or something that's causing. I mean, like the one I just got replaced. So, it's so, <laughs> so if my airbag engaged, it didn't kill me and my passengers. Exactly. Was yeah. that on your truck? Yeah, that was on my. Okay, truck. so that was a Ford. Yeah, and you got a recall notice or something. But let's say yeah. they knew that the airbag on that truck was bad and they didn't send out a recall notice and they just tried to bury it until people died. But that's actually a a product that they produced. They created that content and sold it to you. But Facebook doesn't create any original content, right? They're just a funnel, if you will, for crazy people to go on there. It's like a circus. Mm. Don't don't you think that's different, though? I don't. Yeah, but what are they creating? (laughs) Well, first off, we are their products. So we, what are we, cyborgs? <laughs> well, I mean, that we're their product. I mean, the amount of people that they have watching is what they sell to uh, to uh, advertisers. I understand, but you and I, as we sit here, we're not affected by Facebook. Why? Because we just said we're not on. Are it. we? Are we not? I mean, well, we're talking there, about it because it's a news substantial story. Russian interference in the 2016 that contributed to the United States electing a fucktard as president. Yeah, we're affected by it negatively in the in the most extreme sense. So it's like the whole COVID and the vaccine arguments is that we're <laughs> it's not like that. We're all. we're affected by the the decisions that people make who are unvaccinated. So what's the solution then? Well the solution is for the truth to come out and for for the public to to hear it and not just the fucking lies that come out of Mark Zuckerberg or his lackeys. That's all I'm saying. So that's, that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening through these committees. Well, well, plus, I mean, she's testifying in front of Congress, the justice department or the SEC or whoever it is, is going to, 
um, at Jersey Exchange Commission, right? They're the ones that, that govern the, the regulations around publicly traded companies. I think they have broken the law significantly in relationship to these issues, and I think they should be punished accordingly. Is it money? I don't know. Some other kind of uh, issue. But whatever whatever it needs to be, it should be. And <clears throat> because you just have to... You just have to fight back against the, the 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 lies that are coming out of Mark Zuckerberg's face. He's he's completely a sociopathic presence at that company, he, and he should be ousted. And if that company has any net value to the, to the country, a board of directors with with the best interests of the company and the users in mind should be put in place. I don't think and they take can. Over. I think he's got some deal that he structured when they first went public that he. I don't know if he's got like you know fifty point one percent ownership, but whatever he's no, got, he's in control. There's he, no he's doubt in control. About it. Yeah. yeah. However, the stock split went down. Yeah. He's he's ultimately. I in mean, control. for me, it would just be, hey, you know what? Um, let's make sure the public is getting the true story about what they're lying about and what they're really trying to do and not trying to do. Because the truth is that in a heartbeat, in one day, they could fix all the problems at Facebook. They 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 have more money than. Jesus Christ superstar, and they can do it. And any other drivel you hear from them about how it's hard and it's expensive, who gives a fuck? You're, so you're fixing a it would billionaire. be ultimately, I guess, just fix it. Greater just, control of the content that goes just out. Just change your algorithm so that it's not. It doesn't isn't just set up to create anger among people and divisions, and just for the sake of engagement, make just a little bit less money and make it better for society. And so, humor me here when you say things like um, the the algorithms to create uh, what is the engagement word? engagement over anger to, to anger people. Right? How does create. that? What does that look like? So, in other words, uh, I have a belief, and they're going to have a, some formula that I see an ad that differs from what I believe. Therefore, I'm going to get pissed off about ad. it. They're going to the algorithms push content. See, your 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 excuse for them is that, well, they don't create the content. That that's not their product. It's the algorithm on Facebook when you. When you look at something, you say you see something and says uh, um, all BM, all Black Lives Matter people are are communists and, and you know uh, or some shit. And let me stop you there. The person who put that on Facebook is taking money from them, right? Theoretically, for advertising dollars, not from them. From who, who are they getting uh, it? Somebody from? Po- posts that content, yeah. right? And they they let it go up there. Well, how right? do they monetize it? Well, it's the everything. It's because they're going to push ten more anti-Black Lives Matter things at you, yeah, and that's going to keep you engaged and make you more angry. So you stay more engaged and you keep scrolling and you keep keep pushing and you keep seeing more advertising. Oh, so regular advertisements for Coca-Cola, right? Come, but I'm on getting... Facebook for an hour, getting angry of people who are right. anti-Black Lives Matter, right. and therefore I'm fucking thirsty because I'm yelling and I see right. this ad for exactly. Coke and I buy the Coke. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Something like that. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay, so, so they're not taking advertising dollars necessarily from you know evil people no. who are putting bad shit out no. there. It's just regular, good old fashioned American advertising. Yeah, and, and I'm and, keeping you on this platform sucked in. Yeah, and with even all this, my shit. even this whistleblower is saying, listen, she doesn't believe that Mark Zuckerberg ever in the past now or or at any time in the future is looking to create a a platform that 
just sows anger and division and hatred. Well, that's got to mean something, right? But, but that he, at the same time, for strictly for monetary reasons, will not take the steps that he has within his power to to change that because of the monetary uh, uh, component. But right? okay, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this. So I'm going to keep digging hey, here. And it's not an attempt to change your mind because we know how well that goes. <laughs> but, but think about it. What I'm hearing is um, the longer somebody stays engaged – the longer bad shit can happen because you're exposed to whatever the content is. And then, of course, I'm seeing all the ads that are on there. So are we really saying that what's the responsibility of Facebook to keep users less engaged? Like there's some type of baby filter on there that says you can only people. Facebook is so addictive and it's it's like crack. You can only have 20 minutes a day on Facebook. No, it's it's all about. It's all about what what they what their algorithm pushes into your feed. I know what you mean though, but like let, so if I see something that I don't care about, I'll probably get off Facebook. So if I see shit that's engaging me, it's making me angry, in the example you use if if there's anti-black lives matter stuff and I'm on here for an hour versus uh I don't know, laughing babies, I'm like, you know, fuck these laughing babies. I'm going to bail in 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a good example. So but then what we're really saying is that at some point it's how long that you're on there. Well, look, so the tool they're using to keep people on there is the, is the net negative on in society, but what we're really saying is it we the solution is to have people engaged on Facebook for a shorter amount of time. Uh, well, I, I mean, it, it, the, it's not the solution to have them on for a shorter amount of time. I don't care how long they're. I mean, I'm sure there's some negative effect of being on for too long, but. Um, it's not like people say, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend an hour and 45 minutes on Facebook when they pick up their phone and say, let's see what's on my feed right now. And they pull it up and there's, you know, there's post after post about about something that the algorithm knows that that triggers them and makes them angry. And And once the algorithm sees that, hey, when we put up something about Black Lives Matter on this person's feed, they they keep scrolling trying to find more and we keep shoving it to them and that keeps them on there for two hours instead of the 10 minutes, you know, while they're in the head or something, then that's what they do. And, and they do it regardless of what the consequences are. And that is just not, and then they lie about it. Then they, then when they're asked about it, when they're questioned about it, Nope, we don't do that. Nope. That we're working tirelessly to change that to put up a more wide variety of content, not to, we, we don't want our algorithm, but they do. And they well, maybe it, and their the- own internal data shows that they have made conscious decisions all along to do just that and lie about it to the public. Maybe I don't in the think user it's agreement, more complicated than that. Huh? Maybe in the user agreement, it should say for every hour you're on Facebook, you have to spend an hour reading the Bible. <laughs> Oh my God, user schmuser. <laughs> so let's see. What let else let me ask going? you another question. Yeah, go ahead. And we There's can move... be better shit than. Yeah, this. I know you brought it up, but it's interesting. Yeah. But let me ask you philosophically: uh, the, the news. What what is the old adage that you say? Uh, if it if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Is there really any difference fundamentally or philosophically from something like the nightly news that that has bad shit? You know, if it bleeds, we're going to watch it for an hour versus just 
an update on the weather. Isn't their goal to keep us watching that program for the entire hour? And in theory, they're selling us the advertising. So do you think there's a difference with something like that versus what a Facebook is doing? Um, I think it's, that's a legitimate question, although um, I don't think – You're that, suspect because it's coming from me? Yeah, I don't think the <laughs> nightly news and Facebook are particularly the same thing. Um, uh, but I think that we could all agree that what we would like to see on you know local news or national news for that matter are, are news segments that will add to our – knowledge base and our understanding of what's going on in our society and any time providers especially on public airwaves um don't do that i think we should hold them accountable so um i think there's i think that the news programs you know they're going to lead with the with the car crash you know and i don't think anybody's going to make a a federal case out of it right um uh I just, I just don't think it's really the same thing. Plus, they are on for a finite amount of time too, right? So, you just can't get locked in there forever. Um, so, I'm not really sure that that that's a viable, you know, comparison. But good question. I mean, it is. How's that for not answering? <laughs> yeah, very slick of you, my friend. So, what was this other thing about the uh, the rich hiding their money in the offshore accounts? Again, I, it wasn't really a news story. I think and, that's something yeah. that we all understand happens we all are aware of the infamy surrounding swiss bank accounts and the uh well i think i think the big the big part of the on on what what's newsworthy about this story is that what this is showing is that it's not offshore it's not just it's 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 not it's in it's in several states like idaho and um uh several states on in new england and stuff that have adopted policies within their state laws and their states that have made um, it possible for people to create financial accounts in these states and hide hide it and that's always the, the only reason to ever do that is nefarious and so and these are the exact same practice banking practices that the u.s government chides repeatedly constantly these offshore bankings that whatever it is the i forgot the names of them now but you probably know better than me where are all the offshore <laughs> i can't stuff? tell you yeah i can't tell you where i can go take my magic mushrooms and i can't yeah, tell yeah. you where all the offshore bank so, accounts are yeah so i mean the point is that the united so one of the thing one of the points of this news story is that the very thing that the u.s government is is condemning foreign governments for where these banking practices exist and especially islands and things like that where, you know, it's not France or England that's engaging in this, but we're doing it. We're letting the states do it in, in the United States. And not states. only that, we, we have, I read that report too, and it was a lot of, it was a lot of people that are not Americans. Like didn't, wasn't Putin in that thing where he had some property somewhere like in There's, Malibu? In, in the, in, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, well, that specific one is the King of Jordan. That's right. That's right. Right. And so, uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, do I give a shit what the King of Jordan does? I don't. But but the fact is, we, we, you know, we shouldn't be letting foreign nationals, you know, use, do the very thing that we condemn, you know, their countries for doing, you know, so that so that I think that's called those that live in glass houses shouldn't throw yeah, stones. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, that's the newsworthiness of it. Plus, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of specifics and details. Right. So. So, I mean, that's just all kind of 
And the idea is that if you get the stuff out in the public, it puts it, it tamps down the activity to some degree, right? If they, if all these people engage in these practices and it's always secret and nobody, and it never comes out, then there's nothing to, there's no disincentive for them. So just having these kind of things happen uh, provides a, like, okay, well, maybe this isn't a great idea, right? So. Well, I think there was a lot of that article in particular, if I'm thinking of the same one, was kind of all over the place with the information it thought it was revealing because it said things like um, setting up a company in Delaware, for example, Delaware, which yeah. I think Facebook is incorporated in Delaware uh, or or it was in, in places like Delaware, Nevada, even Texas. The reasons why people go there is because the tax base is lower. So in some cases, you know, they're saying, well, people are going to Delaware because the tax is lower, not because they're going to get out of paying tax entirely. Uh, and then in other cases, you know, you could set up a trust and that can't be tracked. And I remember there was a big deal out of New York a couple of years ago where a lot of rich people and maybe even some foreign, you know, crime bosses or whoever else, they were setting up LLCs in the state of New York and then buying property under that LLC, which is which was totally legal. But then New York passed a law that essentially under, I want to say, the Freedom of Information Act, you could find out who the names of the owners of that LLC were. Mm -hmm. And the argument was, hey, I live, you know, in this high rise that I paid millions of dollars for, and I have a right to know who my neighbor is who's filed this, you know, LLC. I saw saw something about Supreme Court won't, won't turn down taking a case about New York tax, something about New York and, and, you know, some policy they had, and they're not going to take the case. And like, if they want to do it, they can do it. New York can do it. So, yeah, I mean, look, look, seek, Financial secrecy and these things, the, these things that you're talking about, are there good uses for these for these abilities? I, I don't know of any. It's almost always nefarious, and it does give criminals and and uh, scam artists and organized crime and and you know un, unscrupulous politicians ways to hide campaign contributions and money and PAC money and all the rest of it. None of it's good. None of it's good for us. And, and we should it's not, not that allow way it, every we should time. not allow it to, to take place. But think about it. Let's say you are a property investor and you want to buy either a single family home or a, or a duplex or something. The reason why you might want to buy that under an LLC if for no other reason is so I can fuck my wife out of the money when I when I get divorced. <laughs> no, so when you get sued by your tenants, that you're not personally liable Again, on, on nefari- your home assets. A nefarious. Reason. How is that nefarious? Well, I mean, if you're doing something where you're going to lose a lawsuit by the people you're renting to, they should have access to ah, your but personal see, therein lies legally. the problem. Everybody, anybody can sue anybody in this country, and it's only getting worse. Let's say. I don't know. Make up an example. One of your tenants, Look, someone you want, breaks into if, their house. If you want to have legal protections regarding assets for people, fine. But they should not be secret. And the only reason you would have to keep something secret like that is because those tenants are supposed to be entitled to recover those damages from those landlords. And you're in Dave said, and those landlords have figured out some nefarious, illegal way to. Well, hide. It's not illegal. Well, it should be. Because right. I think a lot of what was discussed in these articles is not that it was illegal, but hey, look what we've kind of uncovered that maybe oh, exactly. most of you don't know what goes on. If if the Pandora, uh, whatever the hell they're Files. calling it, yeah, let's just call it Pandora for lack of a, we will see it on the screen here. 
if the Pandora files are, are revealing the names of of landlords that are fucking tenants over and the tenants are suing them but can't collect because the the, the landlords have their shit in these secret things. And it should be revealed. Nah, but it's they it's should, not that you can't collect. It's just that you the, the assets. The difference is this. Why should why should you why should you lose your your home that you live in that you know the roof over your head? Let's say you are guilty, right? Why wouldn't you just lose the asset that was rented? Why should you also lose your home? Well, if there's if there's some legal corporate corporate protection available for somebody, you still shouldn't be secret. Yeah, but it's not secret. Well, then what are we talking about? Well, in the case of New York, for example, the, the, you know, the owners of a, of a limited liability company, their names weren't disclosed. And so that was the argument from the citizens of yeah. New York because we want to know who these people are. Yeah, well, I don't know what good that does. Most it. of the uses for these kind of uh, financial shells are nefarious. And this, I, for, for the one or two possible legitimate uses, <laughs> I'm not willing to allow all the criminals and all the other fuckers that are that are uh, using this stuff. So just I'm just not going to be in favor of that. So you realize this picture that you're painting is essentially like if you could have the Mike Watkins magic wand and kind of go through society, uh-huh. would you, to, to to right all these wrongs, do we need, like, you know, the government to come in and just fix everything, or is this going to be done through banks, or is this going to be done through, how do we how do we solve these problems? How well, do I, we? I'm not advocating anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's what I can say for all the evildoers. Yes. Uh, God help you if I had that kind of power, because I would fuck you over. But I don't have it, and I'm not going to have it. None of the things I'm talking about would give it to me. So thank God. There, I just think that there need to be, um, you know, there need to be. I mean, I, I just, I just, I, I find it hard to understand. I mean, I get we're trying to take opposite positions on a lot of things, so we can discuss things on this. And I do get your kind of um, libertarian freedom, 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 die kind of yeah, you got it. things, right? And I understand that, and I I think it's good, and I try to. I'm trying to not lose. I used to be more like that, but you know, I'm trying not to lose all of that and see your see that side of it. But but still, when you're talking about something like let's like Facebook, this this is pretty simple. It's not. We talked about it a long time for such a simple thing. They are doing things that are not good f- for public interest. Um, not only are they a publicly traded company, which changes some of the dynamics on that, but they also depend on, uh, to be successful, the goodwill of the public. And so I think when when it is when it is um, proven that that the, the, the virtual head of that company, and there's no dispute that he runs everything about Facebook, that when he spends most of his time lying to the to the people that participate in his platform, that that should be an easy one. Hey, you're lying. You need to stop it and or face the consequences. And the consequences are public opinion. And and in essence, I mean, whatever this little bit of a thing that happened on um, 60 minutes. We saw a five percent drop today in the stock. Who the well, that's probably knows? why. That's probably because they were they're they're offline for whatever reason. I don't know. Now they're offline. I mean, maybe they're going to sink themselves. But I mean, uh, along with all of the discussions that we've had about the the mono uh, monopolistic 
way they run that company, um, there's just a lot of bad shit going on. And so I don't think it's complicated. I mean, when, when things wrong and when things, when something like this is this wrong, this malevolent, I, I think it's just not really worth too much devil's advocacy, right? It, there's a lot of shit wrong at Facebook. It's way too powerful and it needs to be fixed. And, um, I think probably currently antitrust laws are insufficient to do that. So the answer, you asked me earlier what mm-hmm. the answer was, the answer is legislation. And, and this is the type of thing that does require government intervention. And so I'm not the huge advocate that you <laughs> try to make everybody think I am for unbridled government intervention and everything, but there are things in antitrust and, and this type of situation is what the government is for, is there for, and should be used for. And these guys need to be regulated. And that's just the way it is because unregulated, we are seeing them abuse that, that position repeatedly and consistently. I guess, I guess there's some validity case, to that. Honor. <laughs> but goddamn, I just don't want to see that. These fuckers that the way I see it, these fuckers that go on Facebook, you get what you deserve. You know, you know the the, sh- well, the trash that. that's on there. A little bit of that. I mean, I I don't one hundred percent disagree with you about that. Um, uh, I mean, the way I handle my dislike for Facebook is I don't participate. Right. But but I have an Instagram account, and I'd like to, I'd like to be able to use it for what I get. I got you just, it for so yes, I can so you share, can share your meat, so I can share my my uh, not easy now. <laughs> So I don't want to get any list. So I can share my my smoking barbecue pictures or, or whatever stupid shit. Right? It's like, so I don't I don't really I, I just I just think that uh, it's just unnecessary that a platform like Instagram is causing young teenage girls to to suffer, to, you know, body issues and. And eating disorders, but it's not high suicide it's rates. Not. They, it's not. They, be- they already have eating disorders and body no, issues. But the data. Even- look, listen. The internal research at Facebook. This is the part, right? I know what you're just going to say is that with or without Facebook, you, teenage girls have those yes. issues. I don't disagree, but here's the part that should be making everybody. It's you know it's hard to become outraged or even mildly upset with things after the five or six years that we've had as a society where where every day was one thing that was more fucking outrageous than an hour before that. We've all become numb. Were you referring but, to Trump? Well, everything. Just, just everything in society over the last five, six years, and most of it powered by by that kind of stuff. But but here's the deal, right? You 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 hear about so you say well teenage girls always have high suicide rates and body image problems and eating disorders okay i'm not disputing that one bit but the internal data it, 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 facebook's own research that they've done themselves and that they are aware of shows that they are contributing their practices their algorithm is contributing significantly to making that problem much worse among that group. And their reaction to that is we don't give a fuck. I think well, I think they have the right to have that reaction. Like where are the parents who are, who are not enforcing their girls, their teenagers to go on Instagram? 
Like, I, so I'm not on Instagram. You're on Instagram. But I think one of the big things is what these filters you can put on pictures. So everybody looks glamorous and skinny and whatever. Yeah, look, if you're ugly, you're still ugly. <laughs> Even after the filter. <laughs> How do you filter your meat? Well, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't, I, I, don't, I can only assume you didn't understand my point. Because, I understand your point. I mean, I don't. So I don't think that's the I just don't think that's the right reaction to it. Right? How is it not the right reaction? I'm just I'm just responding. In other words, Instagram is telling us what we already know. You're right, folks. This you should is, this be outraged is, by by the fact that they that through their own data, not not somebody from the outside coming and saying, "Hey, Facebook, you're doing bad things." Their own data, their own data says, them, "Hey," and they are saying, "Don't tell anybody about it. Don't say anything about this. We're not going to change anything." We know we're causing this, but we're not going to but do anything to make it better. It. No, no, that's not right. How okay? are they causing it? Their data. Listen, listen, this is not rocket science. Their data, they, their research about this issue in particular, let's talk about teenage girls. Yes. And their eating disorders and body dysmorphication and suicide and so forth. Facebook's own internal research data comes back to them and the results are, Facebook and the algorithms that Facebook uses is significantly making this problem worse among teenage girls and whatever. And their reaction is, we don't care. That's not right. And I don't care how you couch it. There's nothing can make that all right. They, they, and they have, and in their internal stuff, which, which has now been made public, their reaction was, don't say anything about it. Don't, because if we make any changes, we'll have less engagement. No matter how much we're contributing to this very bad problem through the use of our algorithm, we don't care. I believe you. I believe that's what it said. I believe that was what their reaction right. so, was. So how do you figure that's okay? Because I, I guess I go back to what I always say. It's personal responsibility. Why would you let your kids go on a platform if you know that shit is happening? It just doesn't make any sense. Well, I, okay. I mean, I, so so what you're saying is because Facebook or Instagram or Facebook or well, both. it's all the same. They're saying, hey, we're monitoring what's happening with these users. We see, you know, teenage suicide uh, and, and we know this and we, we – so hey, you're restating what I just said. So go ahead. Let's see if you're – Let's see if the way you restate it is what I said or not. Yeah, so they decided to sweep it under the rug because they, they, they revealed this data and they didn't want to make any changes to disengage users, so they swept it under the rug and they told people not to say anything about it. Yeah. Right? That's what you said. Right. I believe you. I believe, I believe that is what happened. Yeah. But, but that's not causing the problem. It's people are assholes and they're it, on these it's, platforms. It's causing the part of the problem that their own research says is their fault their own research says it's their fault but didn't yeah, we i don't what you're seeing is just it's not correct I, I don't know how to put this you're you're good right up until you say that it's you're it's like somebody saying well because teenage girls would have some amount of body dysmorphication or eating disorders or something even if facebook didn't exist then it doesn't matter how much worse facebook makes it they have no responsibility. Well, what's their responsibility? To stop making it worse. Well, how, so what did what did it reveal about what they were doing to make it worse? What difference does it make? Is there, well, the, if you don't know how to... The research... It doesn't make any sense. Look, let's break it down, Travis. The research is telling 
Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg that their algorithm and the way it works is making this existing problem significantly worse. Don't you think that once they receive that research that they should then stop making it significantly worse? So what is it that they are doing that's making it significantly worse? I'm not, a, I'm not an algorithm. I mean, you're asking me a question. The fact that whether I, can, whether I can answer that question or not doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. I don't understand how alg- algorithms work. I know you don't. Okay. But the, the question is not how does it work. The question is should they not stop doing it if their own research or anybody's research for that matter, but spe- especially their own, is telling them, hey, what you're doing, your policy, your algorithm, what Facebook does is is significantly making this problem worse among this group. And you're trying to tell me that you're okay with them just saying, yeah, we don't care, and we're just going to keep doing it. I guess I am. I, I guess I'm, I fail to understand what it is that their data could have possibly revealed to where they said this, we can do something other no, no, than turn it off. To, look. You, for the sake of this conversation, you have to accept the premise, and they're not disputing any of this either. They're they're not disputing that their research isn't saying what it said. They can't. The documents are there. It's their own research. They've been turned over to the to the authorities, to the public, to the Congress. It there's it's not a discussion about whether they're doing it. They are doing it, and it is making it worse. I'm with you there. And, the, and what we're talking about is whether it's okay for them to say. We're not changing anything. We're not going to. And that's what I'm saying. Care. Yes, because because I I don't know what this data says. I haven't read it. But it what I, matter. it does matter. I'm giving you my opinion. I don't give a fuck what their report says. I'm rea- I'm just responding to what you're saying. What I'm struggling to understand is what could they possibly do to make it better other than shut it off? They could stop. They could ch- stop the algorithm from doing what the research says it's doing. That's making the problem worse. I. What part of that don't you understand? That's the exact part I don't understand. What what could it possibly say that that they're doing? Like, are they? I know you don't know. I'm not asking you for the answer, it's but not, it's saying something like, "What? It's it's only posting well, what? Think about it, dude. That's not a valid <laughs> question. It is valid. It just goes back to it's just everything I believe, well, which is t- maybe you can help me understand what the hell you're saying because for me that question in this discussion is not valid. It doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. I mean, so so try to help me understand. It's it is if you're going to stand by it. I am standing by it. Listen, if then you help me understand. If you don't want to get eaten by piranhas, don't go in the river where there's piranhas. That's all I'm saying. I I don't dispute the fact that there was some investigation that revealed they have algorithms that make people feel worse about themselves. I'm I'm sure that's the case. But I think what you're saying is, hey, Facebook knew about it or Instagram knew about it and they decided that they weren't going to do shit about it because they make money doing things the way they're doing it. And and they they kept things going the way that they always did. Right. That's the gist of what you're saying. Uh huh. And I'm going, no shit. Of course, bad shit happens on there. Why would you go on there? Wow. (laughs) Right. Well, I don't know. I I'll just uh, I'll just take your I'll just. Um, accept what you're saying, uh, but I mean I don't think that's I mean there are no rules to how we discuss things. But I mean if you're just going to invalidate part of a conversation by saying well 
I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm not, the in, I'm not invalidating. It's not, not whether people should use Facebook or not. That's not what we're talking about. The question is whether Facebook, as a publicly held company, as a huge platform with significant impact on society, becomes informed through their own internal research that their policies via via their algorithm is causing is causing damage to the users of their product and their reaction is we don't care that you're saying that's totally all right yeah that that the answer is you shouldn't be on there in the first place that's my answer I mean, I I get that as a piece of advice, but that is not addressing. Let me ask you. That's not addressing the question about whether that is okay or is not. your. You're do, saying do you it's give it, okay for them to do that. Is are so? Let me answer your question with a question. Do you give this more weight because they're a publicly traded company or no? It's only part of it, but but I mean, it's they they have millions and millions of of users, right? And and. They are functioning in the United States unregulated, okay? And they want to continue to do that. And the question is, well, maybe they need to be regulated because they are fucking irresponsible. And that's when things need to be regulated. And and this this whole thing about about this whistleblower and what what has been re, what has been revealed now and now with tens of thousands of documents to back it up not just opinion or hearsay is that is that in, in I'm trying to understand how your reaction can be well they bear no responsibility for anything that's I that doesn't make any sense to me I I get it I know I I get it doesn't make any sense to you I, I'm struggling to explain myself any other way than than I keep saying it I well, just who has so when does somebody have responsibility? That's a great question, because I I think the difference is how we view this. I don't view Facebook as a product. I view it as a platform, and this goes to all the Russia shit and everything we've ever talked about. And the question always is, what is Facebook's responsibility to regulate and to filter content that goes on their platform? And I always go back to. You know, I don't have the answer. I think if you don't want to subject yourself to that shit or your kids or anybody else, don't go on the platform. If you don't want your kids to watch R-rated movies, don't let them watch it. You, As an adult, you know the bad shit that is out there in the world. You have a responsibility. That's That's the regulation to make sure that kids don't go on there. And if you're an adult and you don't like hearing that you're not beautiful on Instagram, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, I understand how... I understand your general outlook about social media, and I don't necessarily disagree with any of that, but your refusal to acknowledge the the responsibility that they have because here's why they have responsibility because they're making billions of dollars uh, doing it. And they're, and they're doing, and the cost is, is the safety of the users that, that, that are going on the platform. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know. I'm not as passionate about it as you. I mean, let me say this. If your kids are going to school yeah, and and you find out that the source material that they're being taught is purposely being generated in a way to make them angry and and then there's actual verified research done by the school that shows that the source material they're teaching your children is causing them to commit suicide and you 
your reaction is don't go to school? Yeah, but that's different. My kids have to go How's to school. How's it different? They have to go to school. They have to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. If I find out that they're teaching my kids through some type of math formula that's going to make their heads go crazy to purposely you know, make them suicidal, yeah, of course I'd be angry, but that's different. So They're going on so there to your, learn your 2 plus 2 equals 4. So your contention is that, that anybody that uses social media does it voluntarily, so, it, they're so, the, so the platforms should not have any responsibility at all for anything. That's pretty much what I'm saying with one caveat, and that is with the... If they're a publicly traded company, I'm with you that they have to, you know, abide by whatever regulations come with being a publicly traded company and to investors and all that shit. Well, that's not even close to my main concern. I get it. Right. But the rest of it, yes. I mean, I don't understand why anybody would go on that shit. Mm. Okay. Well, let's move on because there's no sense discussing it. I guess. But, I mean, listen. If that's how you look at it. Why, if you're the one who maintains that they're such a net negative for society – Right? Those are your words. Yeah. Why are you on Instagram? Like, what good... I'm asking you personally. What good do you get out of it? I get to share some of my pictures uh, easily with some of my relatives. And they get to see yours. Yeah. I mean, there are other ways to do it, too. And sometimes I I hashtag and do things so that other people can see it. And I can see what kind of reactions that I get from that. But... I'm not in any of the groups that's being negatively affected. I know, right? but that, but that's and a I would, positive and thing. I would like Instagram to not be part of these problems, but but you know, I don't. That doesn't matter to you, so I get it. I mean, I I just what you just described is not a negative experience, right? You're getting some pleasure out of sharing your photos. You're connecting with family. There's positive for you. I didn't say anything was negative for me. But, I know, but so but, to others, but for, I am outraged that 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 this company and and listen if it goes unanswered i i might stop using instagram i mean there's a lot of different ways for me to do that right um but uh um i don't think it's going to go unanswered i don't think your outlook is really the one that's going to prevail i i just don't think that's the way society i mean here's what i'm not saying i'm not saying I don't think they should do something. I don't think they should be forced to do something. And maybe that's different. I don't know. Maybe in your eyes it's the same. But I, I get what you're saying. They they Listen, uncover. When, you, when you're making millions, billions of dollars mm-hmm. on the American public, you have responsibilities. And I don't care what you say about it. Uh, they have responsibilities not to do things that are harmful to to the public. And and it that's they have that responsibility if for no other reason forget the public trading because they're making a mint doing it and, I, I and we it. should not as a society allow them to make billions of dollars on the american public and damage them at the same time on purpose knowingly i, I get it that I, is not but it's not as cut and dry as that there's so many other examples i can goddamn cut and dry it's not there's so many other examples i can think of that like would what like strip clubs are strip clubs good for society and these you know young teenage girls these dysfunctional females with daddy issues who end up on the stripper pole and they go in there and just you know i'm gonna plead the fifth (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean there's like so many things you can think of that are certainly aren't you wouldn't say are good for society but they're allowed to exist they're allowed to make money they're not making billions of dollars maybe they're making Hundreds of thousands. What's well, the difference? I mean, the responsibility 
the amount of responsibility kind of comes along. Casinos. In, with are the casinos proportion. good for society? Well, no, not particularly. And but they're making, they got to be making millions to build those buildings. These are terrible examples. They're fantastic examples. They're the same thing. And, and what are they, what are they supposed to be are, is, examples of? I don't understand. Is gambling not uh, an addictive, what do you call it? Activity, something? It is addictive. So it's not good to for some people, people yeah. right? Is so are casinos preying on people by having these large, you know, flashy buildings to lure you in to possibly win money? Is that it's, good? It's the most highly regulated industry on the fucking planet. I and get, especially in but this one country. of the regulations, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't providing people with gambling counseling so you don't gamble anymore. Look, you are comparing the most regulated industry. With the most unregulated industry, it's not. It's apples and oranges, and there's no, there's no. I mean, I don't see any. I don't see any comparison that you can make. You in don't regards see to the two. You don't analogy between. The you don't two, see that, that analogy that the casinos know that having people in their chairs, no, plumping just, away, just like listen, society a long time ago recognized gambling is not a good thing, and so because of that. It is highly regulated. What are That's the things? Exactly what I'm saying needs to happen in this space. Give me an example. So your analogy is proving my point. So I don't. Uh, give me an example. Is that frustrating or what? No, I, I don't think it proves your point at all. Give me. An, I, I recognize the gambling industry is highly regulated. Give me an example of well, a regulation that's done to protect an, the gamblers. Every single gaming regulation there is, wherever it's allowed is designed to in some way protect the gamblers. Except the one thing that keeps them in the chair long enough to keep gambling. All I'm saying is there's nothing that regulates how long you can gamble or be exposed to the evils of the casino. And I get it. So I, I recognize they're two totally different industries. But I'm just saying there are things that exist out there that aren't for the protection of the user. That point's meaningless to me. How is it, not, how is it meaningless? It's, it's the same. It? I don't understand how that, Trav... I'm not trying to be argumentative, but I do not see how that statement. There are things out there that are not meant to protect. I don't even know what I don't know what you're, what do you. How does that have anything to do with? You made a point that that made me react to it, which was they have a responsibility because they're making billions of dollars off of the user. Well, just I mean, yeah, yeah. So what? so there are other things. The two examples I just cited, where there are industries and businesses making money off of people that aren't good, that are nefarious. To use your word, that's exactly. all I'm saying. And they're highly regulated. I, I give you that. I understand they're well, highly regulated, that's, but that's, but there's nothing in there to protect the user. Is what the I'm regulation saying. that's there is there to protect you? Can't you don't look? You want to gamble. You have to go to Las Vegas or someplace to do it. You have to go to an Indian casino. These are the regulations that protect so there aren't casinos on every street corner because that's the way we've regulated but it. But nothing protects you from how long you can gamble or how much what of your money you— What difference does that make? So what? It makes, a, it makes all the You're difference. Gonna, listen, you, you can keep saying that, buddy, but you, 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 well, I'm going to need you to make a point with That's that. the point. What is the point is that there are other businesses that are allowed to exist, for lack of a better word, that I'm make not, money off of people. But I'm not advocating that Facebook should not be allowed to exist. So that's a moot point. So what I'm advocating that Facebook needs to be regulated. How how should they be regulated? Along the lines what of industry gaming. are they in, by the I way? I mean, you're, you're the example you brought up is the best one I could possibly think of. 
Ga- I thought so. You gambling, told me it was a shit example. Gambling is is <laughs> the perfect example of something that we know is dangerous, and so because of that, we as a society regulate it. What industry heavily. would you put Facebook in? It's it's a community. It's a platform. entertainment. It's a it's a social media platform. Is that an industry on its own? So I think uh, social so. media. Yeah. So are there other social media regulations that exist? No, not it, – it, this is part of the point. It, the whole thing is new enough that, that regulations have not been formulated around it. And, and the, the, the argument has been all along from all of the tech platforms, hey, you can trust us. We're, we're here for the good. We're here for the public interest. We're here. We're a good thing. We're going to make it easy for you to stay in touch with your family, make it easier for you to stay in touch with world events, blah, blah, blah. Google is famous for, for being in a Senate hearing saying, listen, we're the good guys. You can trust us. Well, that's all fine. But, but this event to this whistleblower is proof positive that at least as far as Facebook goes, that's a lie. And you cannot trust them. And if you cannot trust them, then you need to regulate them. I struggle to think about what type of regulations you could put in place that would change anything, though. I don't I don't necessarily have the answer to that. I'm not a regulator. But I, I, I you know, the point I'm trying to make, Travis, is that they have proven with their own internal documents that they are lying to us, and I get that it. They we can't trust them. That as it, it, that the public cannot trust Facebook. They are not trustworthy. WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, and whatever other companies they own, they are not trustworthy. They've proven to the public that to society that that given the chance, they will lie to us and operate with only agreed as their only guiding factor. And if that's not the perfect, most sensible reason why something needs to be regulated, it's not just regulation for the sake of doing it. It's because there's a problem here. Listen, I don't disagree with any of the backstory of this, you know, what you what you said and what they knew and and all of that stuff. I don't disagree with any of it. Mm-hmm. What, what but what I completely disagree with is is what to do about it. And and the fact that that's somehow a surprise like I don't know. I just think I just think that that's one of those things that if you go on there, you know what you're going to get. And in your case, you know what you're going to get. When you go on Instagram, you have a user experience that is unique to you. It does for you what you want it to do and the people that you want to share with. Mm -hmm. And you have that expectation. Uh, To other people, you know, I I just, I don't know. I I, I can't think of what type of regulations would be put in place that would make it a safer environment. Whether Facebook is hiding shit or they're deliberately trying to make us turn against each other. I don't know how you fix it. Well, they they are deliberately making us turn against each other. They're knowingly doing. Are they it. doing this right now, to you and I? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> when you went on this morning, was that the goal? <laughs> Before no, Facebook I, went I, offline, listen, it was think, blurry lines. I think this is the way. This was look. This is a spirited conversation about this issue. Everything's not crystal clear, so I I hope that you know. I hope some of what I'm trying to say is getting through here. I'm hearing you, my friend, but but I guess my my bigger issue is that 
I think it's not a good idea to to just stop giving a shit about things like this when you find out about them because it happens a lot, right? And so I don't know. I just don't think that that's the answer, right? That hey, uh, just buyer beware. Just you shouldn't if you don't if you don't want to, you know. I mean, that's kind of how I'm like. For me, I really push back against you know big. You know this big government, big regulation, the nanny state. And what I really hear is that what we need is more of the nanny state. We need more big government to fix this the evils uh, of Facebook. And that's what I. That's what I always just rubs me the wrong way. I'm not saying you're saying that, but that's what I hear when I hear these news stories and 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 what the solutions are. Well, I mean, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard discussion, and we live it, you know, in the real world. Um, and so, I don't blame you. Actually, I mean, I think I have an understanding that I don't want to get into too much on the air. But some things, look, some things need regulation, and some things don't. And and when something just slaps you in the face, sits up and says, hey, I've been fucking you all along and you're just too stupid to figure it out, um, then I think we need to slap them back. And my reaction to that is if I find out someone's been fucking me the whole time, I say, that's it, we're done. Not, I'm going to come back so you can fuck me a little less with, with some regulation yeah, you know mixed what? in. You know, me pulling off of Instagram won't fix that problem. I get it. Right? But, if, but if you were somebody who was negatively affected by it, it would fix it for you. Just like if you suffered from a gambling problem, you not gambling isn't going to close the mm-hmm. casinos. You can't take, listen, you just, I mean, I don't know. Is that the libertarian thing that you're trying to say? Just no regulations for, I mean, because that thinking would just eliminate it all, right? So are you saying no laws, no regulations, no nothing? Very few. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get it. I mean, so listen, I'm taking what you're saying for face value that Facebook and Instagram are completely unregulated and they're in in an industry unto themselves uh, with social media that they by and large created and, and monopolize. Yeah. So we're in uncharted territory and the parallels could be things like the gaming industry that was once that way controlled by the mafia and, and since yeah, no has, regulation, right. And since has all kinds of regulation, but again, I, I, I think I can pick that argument apart by the, the evils of the gaming industry <laughs> and other examples like it. And I also just, I well, just can't think of what you could possibly do to social media to make it safer or better. Well, I mean, I think this is a good examination of, of of what's going on with Facebook. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, this happened uh, last night on 60 Minutes is when it really got broke. It's all over the news. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's definitely uh, social media regulations are definitely coming. We just have to see, you know, how it comes. And then mixed in with that is all the antitrust stuff that we've talked about uh, quite a bit in the past. And I think that that. Uh, you know that is a separate issue right that they're they're related because of the the size and power of things but but there's more to it and there there's going to be see don't forget that there's a regulation in place that gives social media this license to be completely without responsibility it's called something called 230 and it it means that because their platforms are not news organizations they're not liable for what goes out over the over their platform. 
So that is uh, something that we gave them 15 years ago. And they apparently have decided to take that trust, right, from the United States public and shit all over it and lie to us about it. So I think that's when antitrust comes So you think they play. should lose that uh, protection? Well, I think 230 needs to be changed. I, I think that as a, as a blanket um, protection against liability for what they do, which is what they cite now, um, I think maybe it's flawed, right? And so I was always in favor of, I've always been in favor of maintaining 230, um, but they're, they are taking advantage of it. And that's just, you know, that's kind of- So what do you mean? Like, let's say uh, CBS News has an anchor that makes an, op- an opinion, then they are somehow liable if that goes out on their airways because they're a news organization or if they interview somebody that says something or both. I don't know. I think, I think it has to do with publishing, right? More than, than television news. I mean, they're governed by public airwave, you know, regulations and things. I don't think two thirty applies to, to, it, it doesn't apply to news channels and things like that. It's, it's, tech it's plat it's social media platforms is specifically so yeah they they're you know they are not liable for i mean they are liable for what they put out on their air newspapers are liable for what they publish right so if you publish something you you better have sources right <clears throat> that can prove it that can and i, I it think up. we've talked about this you too label it as opinion that's a different story but but you know youtube and facebook and instagram and uh, Parler and Getter and all the rest of them, right? Which I'm getting no traction. On, so. um, <laughs> you and Donald Trump both. Yeah. And but they, I think I agree with the 230, though, without really knowing much about it. I mean, what I've always maintained is if I say something on Twitter, Twitter shouldn't be responsible for what I say. But if Twitter puts out a tweet or Jack Dorsey tweet something then that's different that's coming from the platform you know what what we're saying is uh when i say what we're saying what so people so on the other side of that argument i don't disagree with that at all i don't think that twitter or youtube specifically should be liable for the content that you put on the platform um but they need to be liable for the use of their algorithms to to pump subsequent material to your feed that is them and is their and needs to be their responsibility so that's that's where the difference is right it's that is not the algorithms they use to manipulate the users into engagement they are responsible for that and they need to be held responsible for it and that's where the regulation needs to come in so it's not the same thing right you like responsibility well, yeah. <laughs> I'm always surprised when you don't. I mean, I look, we, I mean, the core basis of all this stuff is, you know, you got to take responsibility for stuff. So, you know, how you ascertain responsibility is important, right? And so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how you relieve Facebook specifically of responsibility for, for what they're doing with their algorithm purposely right especially when the the only it seems that the sole motivation for them 
is profit, which is not a bad in and of itself motivation, but it can never be the only. Yeah. All corporate, all corporations, all businesses in this country have a responsibility to balance their profit motive with their social responsibility. And any argument to the contrary, I just don't accept. I think with Facebook in particular, part of my reaction is none of it is a surprise to me. I, I have a... You know, I don't my, want you to be surprised. I want you to... I want you want to be outraged. To, I want you to be outraged now that, look, when it was just hearsay and nonsense and from their competitor, or it's just Twitter saying- Who's that, their competitor? Well, Twitter or, you know, any number of other platforms, right, that that theoretically would be their competitors, right, until they buy them and shut them down in their mono, in a monopolistic way. But um, <laughs> Are they not, are, I mean, can you consider them a monopoly if Twitter is a bona fide competitor? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I think that, you know, what makes you a monopoly is when you, be, when you behave in monopolistic ways. So, um, if you are not the sole provider or something, but you're the only significant provider and you use that power as a club, then, you know, I think then you get sucked into that. But, um, yeah, I think that, um, I, it's the outrage that I want to see from people in general. I mean, I, I want to see a public backlash to Facebook for lying to us. Um, but the backlash that you seek and that is maybe warranted can't come from regulation. It can't come from government. It has to come from people who just say, fuck it, we're not going on there. That would effectively kill Facebook. They wouldn't have any ad revenue if no one was on there buying shit or whatever, buying from whatever their sponsors are. I don't think I don't think social media platforms are going anywhere, and I don't think that that – I mean, yeah, I understand that point you just made, which is maybe why we were having the disconnect before. You're like, hey, my answer, get off the platform, is the ultimate answer, right? It would shut them down and it would that's stop. That's the ultimate it thing would, that would shut them yeah. down. But that's not that's not what I'm after because um, there'll just be some other thing to take their and, place. And that's what's going to happen. And something else will take their place and they'll be unregulated and they'll do the same thing. But so you know the truth is answer. what I think is happening with social media, like a Facebook in particular, is much like what's happening with our choices of TV entertainment that we've talked about where you know people are cutting the cord oh, and you're streaming, speaking. but you're, you're having to buy each one, right? You buy uh, <laughs> Discovery Plus, you buy HBO. Uh, listen, I'm going to use the bully pulpit here not that i don't know is anybody listening hello is anybody <laughs> there will uh, be a quiz at the end of this episode at&t which you need to get rid of yeah which i'm much closer okay and if anybody out there is hearing this pass it on but you motherfuckers turned off bloomberg television on my at&t feed i watch it every god damn day what well, you mean they turned it off just for you just for everybody well right? they probably lost the licensing to it they did they 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 could not come to an agreement right with them for whatever the reason is money i don't care money that's, that's the answer look that's their problem not mine okay <laughs> they're making me pay for it right by by cutting off with no notice first off i agreed to pay at&t a specified amount of money for a group of products and that was part of it. So I don't see these fucking assholes sending me back any, uh, um, refund. Is this the first time this has ever happened to you? No, but it's the first time that it wasn't, you know, a channel you care Bravo about or logo or some shit I don't watch. Right. And so, 
Um, I like Bloomberg television, right? I watch it a lot. And, um, uh, and it would be the same for you if they just arbitrarily cut off CNBC. They did. So we're, we're streaming this here in the studio yeah. on YouTube TV. Okay, so this is the live feed. We always have CNBC on in the studio. When you and this come in is here. Uh, YouTube? YouTube TV. Oh, okay. So I have a monthly subscription, and that's fucking tripled since I first got it. Oh, wow. But it has all the channel, you know, the local channels and cable channels. There's a whole lineup of what you get. But what? NBC Universal, I just got an email the other day that said, uh, we're pleased to announce that we have salvaged the relationship. Which I think it was NBC Universal. Uh, that will continue to stream their channels uh, effective midnight tonight. In other words, we didn't lose a beat. It didn't cancel, but it was on the verge of being dropped. Yeah. I didn't know about it. They were working out contract negotiations behind the scenes, and then here it is. But that shit happens all the time. Well, I'm pissed. and uh, Time to leave. And I'm, yeah. So um, it's just a, a long line of issues with AT&T. So. Um, if anybody out there is listening, uh, you know how to reach me. So. <laughs> I would offer you my password, but that would be immoral. To, to what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to check out um, uh, YouTube uh, TV. Um, I mean, I don't know that it'll be any better well, one way or the you other. You can get like YouTube TV. I think competes with Hulu for live. I don't have it. I have Hulu now. But I don't have any live television. I think there's, you got to pay for it. There's like a free version and a paid for version. Yeah. So you can look up and maybe there's others, but Hulu and YouTube TV are the two big ones. You can look at their channel lineups to see which package you get with which provider Mm -hmm. because they're different. But I'm pretty sure you, I think they both have Bloomberg. Do they? I think so. Well, I mean, if I can find a, a, I mean, I could just, Get, go to Bloomberg, and, but they want some kind of ridiculous subscription right. amount just to get Bloomberg. And yeah, I like it as a as a ch- TV channel that's you know there to watch, but I'm not paying separately for it. So, so this here I brought that up by way of social media comparison because instead of buying all of your content on Facebook or on UVerse uh, that you have for your TV, we're going out to you know, piecemeal that together by, you know, buying, going get the Disney app, the Discovery yeah. app, the Bloomberg app, whatever, to just go to the content that is specific for what you're looking for. And I can see that is where social media were evolved to, eventually evolves to, where maybe maybe that's what something like Getter is, where is, is the point that it's all a group of people who think the same thing, who are like, you know, Trump people and they're anti-Democrats or... I mean, maybe it's a smaller audience, but it's a place where they all think the same thing. Well, I mean, currently, social media platforms do all appear to be running independently, right? There's no bundle, like there's no AT and T bundle for, you know, all these different all the yeah all the platforms. platforms. No, it's I don't know of anything like that. You you go download Facebook or Getter or whatever. It's an app on your phone, right? Yeah, it's a little different. I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I, Do you I mean, remember before, like, you're a famous America Online guy, AOL, but before AOL, yeah. do you remember what was before that that was the big thing? Uh, before AOL, no. There was something called Prodigy, and I, the Prodigy was uh, like a web browser, and you went on there, and most people were doing, like, remember chat rooms? Yeah. And you'd go on and you'd look, my time. look at a chat room, be like, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones. You go in this and you, all people talking about Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. Or whatever subject you were interested in. And then come to find out 
that there was fucking perverts who were using these chat rooms and pretending to be people that they weren't to, you know, get little children into back rooms so they could do bad shit to them. And that was like... But, you know, even in their heyday, those things were not the platforms that the social media platforms are now. The, of course. The big ones, right? Because it was all dial-up and it took forever to type a message. Yeah. And- I mean, because there's uh, like... Um, there are still chat rooms or blogs or something, right? They're still out there, I guess. but they don't do shit. I mean, you don't reach anybody on it, right? Who then knows? There's, there's something else called um, – uh, I forgot it. There's some, there are some fledgling uh, internet ba- – they're really just glorified blogs, I think. Whatever the hell Trump was on for a little while until he shut it down because it was such an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Do we think so? I mean, I don't even know if Facebook is still offline as of now. Let's say it's gone for a couple of days. Are we going to be able to reevaluate and say, look, look at the positives that this brought to society by not having Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp with us for the last couple of days? Uh, it looks like it looks like it's back. No oh, bummer. So here's all my um, here's all my uh, inflammatory content <laughs> on my feed. <laughs> It's back. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know what would happen if you went a couple of weeks without it, right? People would, a lot of people would stop using it and figure out, oh, my life is better. I mean, look. Is that the solution, like the annual purge? Maybe <laughs> two weeks without social media? I don't know. I never watched any of those movies. Uh, there's some, <laughs> some string of movies They say there's the something purge. therapeutic about it. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I don't. I don't consider the, the the idea of social media to be bad. It's just it's being the way it's being um, executed is just um, fucked up. It's a mess. I, I just think that um, it, it's unfortunate because there, there's a lot of really good thing could be really a good force for you know for a lot of good things. Um, could be helpful to democracy there's a lot of good things but we gotta we gotta we have to pay attention so speaking of the democracy the other news story was that that i saw this weekend the supreme court is back in session this i guess in person for the first time in 18 months is that right uh yeah they're back in session so and they've got uh, they've they've already announced you know a yeah it was bunch like of cases are guns take. Jesus and abortion yeah like they're going to the big take, things they're going to talk about they're going to take the they're going to um, take up the sixteen week or fifteen week um, abortion limit in uh, uh, what state is it Missouri I think or something what what's the Ro- what's the Roe versus Wade uh, timeline. You have abortion protections until what point? It's like 28 weeks. 28 weeks. Yeah. and so, Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And then um, it's third trimester, so whatever that is. And then um, uh, so this one in, god damn it, is it Mississippi? or Alabama? I can't remember if it's Mississippi. Or, uh, it was in, it's one of your favorite southern yeah, states. it's another one. Anyway, so it's a direct attack on Roe versus Wade. Um, different than the Texas one? Yeah, different. I mean, I don't think it has this, <clears throat> you know. The bad news is, so I heard something I didn't know. It only takes four of the nine justices to to vote yes to take a case on. To so, hear a case. To hear a case. So That's good. That means there's at least four. So the lower courts on the Mississippi case on the 15-week ban, the lower courts have all said no. That's 
you, you can't do that. And you can't so place a ban on it. You can't because it's in conflict with Roe versus Wade. So why does the Supreme Court even need to hear it? Well, because four of the justices apparently think that the lower courts have got it wrong. That's, oh, I that's see. That's why they're taking the mm. case. So that ain't going to be four of the that ain't going to be four of the liberal justices. <laughs> so 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 procedurally, then, if you hear this case, let's say these four justices bring the case to the Supreme Court, it gets heard. And with the conservative majority on the court, they they rule that these lower courts got it wrong. And they're going to let the Mississippi law go. But, but in effect, then isn't it still in conflict with Roe versus Wade? Like procedurally, don't you have to undo Roe versus Wade before you can green light this Missouri law? I don't know. I mean, you know, effectively, Roe versus Wade is overturned in Texas as of right now. Yeah, but the way you described it, which I thought you did a great job with that. That's really not what they did. They they attempted to go around Roe versus Wade right. by by the by the government of Texas not saying it's illegal, but just by giving every citizen of Texas legal standing to sue yeah. because of your Jesus affiliation. Mm-hmm. But this would be different, right? I would think that if yeah, in, in in Missouri is it true or whatever state this Missouri? is? I don't know, but whatever state you're talking some, about, some southern state with an name, Missouri. <laughs> is it the state government that's trying to mandate abortion be illegal? I, I think they're trying to put in a twenty a fifteen week ban. Yeah, how do you do at, that at the state level? And I think they're they're gonna say I think they're gonna I think it's a direct uh, challenge to Roe versus Wade. So. Um, if if the court if nobody on the court was interested in overturning Roe versus Wade, which we know is not the case, right? Um, because at least the last three for sure were handpicked Roe versus Wade anti Roe versus Wade people, even though they all lied about it in their in their confirmation hearings. They. Uh, so do you think justices if they didn't want to deal with it, if they didn't want to overturn it, they wouldn't take the case. Are you in favor of Supreme Court justices during their nomination hearings to be hooked up to a lie detector? <laughs> <laughs> um uh okay. Yes. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't know. Why not? I don't know. It's broken, man. I mean, this, 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 this. Um, if this, Kavanaugh this, raped that chick at the at the beer party, wouldn't it be cool to see him hooked up to the lie detector and have the fucking squiggly lines going no, that off? It would be great. It would be great. I mean, it would have been great to have the FBI investigate the other twenty allegations against them that were just pushed into the rug. I mean, that's what I'm saying. How about Amy Comey Barrett? If she's a if she's a shill for the Catholic Church. And wants to get rid of Roe versus Wade. It'd be nice to see her sweat a little bit with a lie detector. She's a shill, all right. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, a, you know, the they, the uh, Supreme Court situation now is just really, it's really depressing for me to, to even contemplate. Um, I think that we're, we're, it's a dangerous situation. I mean, I think it, it appears to be broke. So um, I think that that's bad. I mean, so the Supreme Court favorability rating is 39%, historically low, never been recorded that low before. What does that mean? Does it mean anything? I mean, It's indicative of the favorability rating of American government in general, I think. Well, but here's the problem. If the Supreme Court favorability rating is that low, then that lends that that indicates that their decisions may not be 
accepted by the public in general, and that is chaos. But is it so? I I, I like that word. I think it could bring chaos. Yeah. But go all the way back to uh, maybe even <clears throat> one of the first. Uh, Trump appointees, and we were talking about abortion, and I said I didn't think that the Supreme Court was going to hear Roe versus Wade, but even if they did, the American people would not let it be pulled through. They would literally rise up in the streets, which you, you could think def- that's going to happen. Well, I don't know. You could define that as chaos, but in this case, I would well, say it would be warranted. I mean, I don't, I don't define you know protests and things like that as chaos, right? Black Lives Matter protests last summer or whatever in the wake of George Floyd were not chaos and it was not it was I mean when chaos all things, would be loss of control hmm, it's just anarchy anarchy it's not um, uh, uh, so here's the thing there were six or seven hundred separate um, abortion rights or right to choose demonstrations over the weekend which right? did nothing well, I mean, you know, it, one set of protests, you know, but it's the thing is you've got, you know, this group and really the group is women and, you know, they need to be the ones that, that, that and then drag some, some right thinking men along with them and do what you said was going to happen. Right. So the fact that, you know, it didn't go ballistic this week and it did happen. I mean, 700 separate demonstrations is a lot. It needs to go. Bal- it needs to go ballistic if these changes well, are, are if they're attempted to go through. Well, I mean, trying to make it happen. That's the thing. I mean, we you know, so some kind of there'll need need to be more than there's been as of yet to to get a message across. I mean, it, it needs to hit the legislators. Right. We need the gov- We need keys to the government. Like you know, in movies, you always see like these scenes where somebody gets the key to the city. There should be a key to government, and the citizen should take back the keys to government. Like, literally strip it away. Go into the Supreme Court building, take away their keys. You've lost your Supreme Court keys. We, the citizens, now take ownership. Well, I mean, isn't the answer to to a Supreme Court that's gone too far one way or the other legislation? I mean, isn't that really how it's supposed to be? I don't know. Which one supersedes the other? Well, I mean, they're they're co-equal, you know, branches of the government, so... Um, I don't like that either. The Supreme Court can only deal with um, uh, constitutional questions. So the the Roe versus Wade um, outcome exists as what? Is it a statute? based on privacy. No, no, I know. But what is it? And really, there's nothing in the Constitution about privacy. Okay, so what's what's the protection? Privacy? Yeah, there is. Private private property. No, privacy. Not the word private in some... (laughs) Well, how can you have privacy if you don't have private property? There's no – well, I mean, somehow when Roe versus Wade happened, and I wasn't really following it back then, and I'm not an expert on it, but Roe – somehow it was – the Roe versus Wade decision was based on some kind of privacy issue. And that for the people that contend that Roe versus Wade has always been weak or bad law, that's the main – um, that's the main criticism, so, right? It's what based is it? on privacy, and there's no such constant. There's nothing in the Constitution about privacy. I would argue that private property is privacy. Okay, well, you're not going to argue with me because <laughs> I don't get it. But what? What is so Roe versus Wade is what a law, a, a statute? What, what is it? Well, it's a case. Right? Yeah, but how does settled it law? It's settled law. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a case that that presents a precedent and. The president is that you can't 
outlaw abortion in, in, in you can't. Under, the government can't. Yeah, outlaw. no, 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 no state government can can outlaw abortion before twenty eight weeks. Or the third Isn't that like the gold standard? When you have a Supreme Court ruling, that's the gold. That's like the highest ruling you can get as far as regulation, legislation, anything. Right. It, so it, it is, but I mean, you can always make a law that will that uh, two couple things. Right. You could always have a constitutional amendment. The Supreme Court, regardless of what it wants as a group or a body, is always going to be, you know, they're always going to have to speak to the constitutionality of something. And and so it, that only comes in two camps. If there's a, some kind of constitutional amendment, then that's part of the Constitution. They're going to have to interpret that. And short of that, they're going to have to interpret anything that comes before them. They're not really supposed to take anything that doesn't represent a constitutional, right. you know, question. So, the, so the so the ruling of Roe versus Wade says it's unconstitutional for any federal or state government to tell you you can't have an abortion prior to right. twenty eight weeks or whatever. And it's loosely based on some kind of some kind of privacy. So, so they would have to what? Um, untangle that part of it and say there is no privacy protection well, element here. I mean, I guess if this uh, if this case that they're going to take up about the fifteen week uh, um, uh, issue in whatever state it is, if if they if they find against the lower courts and say, yeah, you have the you know they find for the the state, then that is basically going to, I don't think they have to unwind anything. I mean, they're going to have to make somebody there, you know, it, so they're going to, what, they vote or whatever it is, right? I, get, and, I don't even know how you could do that. So there's a majority of them and they say, uh, we find for the lower court and someone's going to write the majority opinion and someone's going to write the dissent most likely. And of course, as always is the case, the dissent is the only valuable part of any Supreme Court ruling because that's – you can always count that the dissent is going to become law down the road when they all wake the well, fuck up. What, but what do you – wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. That doesn't logically make sense because well, we have Roe versus Wade. So are you saying the dissent to Roe versus Wade is what's going to become law? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody dissented at the time, it's right? It's a rule of thumb, not a <laughs> – Okay, not a, just not checking a hard, you. <laughs> not a hard uh, cosmic uh, law. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, I think what we need is a f we need a federal law that says abortion is legal until the third trimester, and that's it. And it needs to be a federal law that overrides every state law in the country and isn't Roe versus Wade, right? And can that happen procedurally? Can you have yeah, you just yeah, you pass that law? But how do we? Does it? Does it? Is it? Binding. How does that work? Well, we have other c crazy shit we've talked about, like the marijuana thing. It's illegal federally, but it's legal in so many states. I mean, why why can't we figure this shit out? That's kind of the other way, right? That's, it is the there, other way. There it's, it's illegal at the federal level, right. and states are trying to say, hey. So, and it doesn't appear that any federal authority wants to. It doesn't take appear it, that take them they, on. They have the authority to manage that. Yeah, but so let's say it's abortion. If you had some federal law that protected abortion rights, well, then then what would happen is you'd have a federal law, and I don't think it would be a constitutional question. So I don't think it would ever get to the Supreme Court. So they're out of it. I think. But then so. Missouri could still say, "Hey, we're doing this." Mm, yeah, but then then the the 
the courts, the act, the, the lower courts would be the final word on it, right? If the if the highest lower court says, uh, "Hey, uh, there's a federal law that supersedes your stupid, backward, uh, <laughs> incestuous uh, Mississippi fucking viewpoint on this," you're out. You can't do it. That's the end of it because I don't think the Supreme Court can take it up because that's not going to be a constitutional question. That's, I mean, unless somebody in uh, Mississippi, and what are the chances some uh, toothless, incestuous piece of shit from Mississippi is going to make a Supreme Court argument on the constitutionality? If, you, if you're a toothless, incestuous piece of shit, <laughs> why do you want to keep the child anyway? Really, you want to talk about stopping people from doing things. Let's let's try <laughs> to stop the population increase. In I would do that for states. the sole purpose of of climate change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and put it on the back of the Southerners because really they got it coming. <laughs> I mean, it, it is it, – so you said something, equal branches of government. Do you think that's part of our problem, that we have equal branches of government? Shouldn't one branch be the fucking final decider? <laughs> is that the problem? Wow. We can't get along because we all have an equal say. Somebody just pick the answer. <laughs> what did uh, what did our buddy Doug uh, pull out of the last podcast? Um, uh, uh, you um, – it was something he he was picking out one of the something I was saying uh, that I had heard somebody else say about um, uh, oh shit it's the big the big words remember you don't remember um, was it last episode yeah it was the last I episode. don't remember here I'll, I'll find it real quick and tell you um, let's see here where is it uh, was he supporting you or was he taking my side uh, no he was kind of making fun of me for for using a lot of big words. Um, Wait, it's almost here. I've almost got it. Um, big finish. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is terrible um, radio or whatever. No, it's good for doing. the audience. Um, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> I can't find it. Um, I, it's too too much pressure. I don't have my glasses on. Oh, they're right here. Um, anyway, uh, forget it. it it's like... Um, it's. I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that we it would be great that that we could settle this issue. But here's the problem, right? I I think that a third of the country doesn't want abortion to be legal. And so I think fully two-thirds of the country thinks it should be legal. And so, um, but that represents a problem when a, th- when a full third of the country is, is not going to let it rest. So I think they're going to keep but, but do you think that that number is growing or shrinking? I don't think it's growing. I don't to either. Be honest with I you, I think that is a religious. I think it's coming from the religious base. I think that third or whatever the number is. I think it's some backwards fucking religious belief. It is, um, uh, uh, and I I could probably easily agree with that that <laughs> critique of it. Um, yeah, I just think that there's uh, there's a third of the country that. You know, probably mostly for religious reasons, and 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 because a third of the country just wants to control everything. I mean, that's just they just think their shit is the right and way. And that's the thing: you got to have the libertarian point of view. And as I always say, I'm not a party member. I'm a libertarian with a lowercase l. Uh-huh. But it comes from the belief of leaving people alone. Did you find it? Yeah, yeah. Here's the phrase that I was having so much fun with last episode. <laughs> Um, I got to read it. Autocratic authoritarian. There, uh, authoritarian. There autocratic authoritarian. He thought that was pretty. Uh, what did he say? 
a uh, 22-point word score. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a, I don't have the same kind of um, phrase for this. There's the Supreme Court. Oh, Back in action. I don't know. I think uh, the debt ceiling. Is he crying? Uh, no, it looked like he was crying. No, it's raining money. Oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think that. Uh, oh wow, they're just going through the topics here. It, the point is that Pandora Papers. It is yeah, Pandora Papers, not files. Yeah, that's what it is, baby. Shepard Smith. Yeah, this is the uh, the news that nobody watches. Because it doesn't bleed. This is the good. Well, I mean, he's not always right either, as I've indicated in the past. But at least he's trying. The guy's to wearing be. way too much makeup. It just his face looks tight. I Did don't he? Know. Is he getting a car wreck or something? No, an <laughs> agit job. No, I don't know. He had too many years on Fox News. Oh my god. Um. Wow. Where are we at on time? Are we almost? Uh, done? Well, we probably both have to pee. Uh, but I'm okay, um, believe it or not, I I don't believe it. You got to You. <laughs> I can vamp while you're gone. Oh, I should probably wrap it up, but um, seems like there was a lot we didn't cover but because we really spent a lot of time on Facebook, but I think it was worth it. For me, just to recap a little bit, that was a good conversation. I, I'm going to think about all the things we talked about. Uh, all I know is when you're that um, stubborn on a point, um, I, have to, I have to go back and kind of review why. Because I know it won't just be out of nowhere. So something about that is is certainly in your craw. And um, um, I don't think, I really don't think you were disagreeing with me in in as much as your solution is get the hell off Facebook if you don't like what's going on. Well, that that is the lens that I look through everything. I, you know, we could... We could agree on the on the points. We could disagree on the points, but ultimately, yeah. I don't care. Other than what are we going to do about it? Yeah. To me, life uh, is about a series of choices towards how do we solve problems. Uh, whether that's, you know, I, I like to look at problems as they come up like puzzles. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, how am I going to solve this puzzle? How am I going to get out of this, you know, challenge? This jam. It's it's not as if, you know, I have this rosy vision of reality that I wake up and there's no problems. <laughs> a wise man once told me, if you wake up in the morning, you're going to have problems. So I anticipate oh, the problems. I thought it was going to be, uh, if you wake up, everything else is gravy. But that's my outlook. <laughs> no, if and when you wake up, you're going to have problems. Oh, if you wake up. What is, you know, what does life throw at you? How are you going to fix it? And a lot of it just comes down to being civil uh, understanding that people are different, and that's the point. Let people be different. Let them have their different opinions. But people are fucking cranky and crotchety. Like, I hate to say it, it's it's your generation. Yeah, they don't they don't hold doors open for people. What, there's a thing I do. You do. Oh, okay. There is a thing that is happening more than I've ever seen before, and I don't know why. And it's your generation. They do not look when they cross the street, or even in the parking lot. They get their basket and they push across to go to the door of the grocery store. They don't look when they are they they they, they don't they don't look in the aisle when they turn around. What the fuck is going on? I, I don't know. I'm gonna keep an eye out for that and see if I can spot it happening in real life. I do see a lot of people of all generations uh, walking across the street or down an aisle or in Costco or wherever looking at their motherfucking phone. Right. And I'm sick of that. I just want to slap the phone out of their hand and punch them in the face. It's like Facebook. If you cross the street and you don't look <laughs> and I hit you, 
you know, you I'll probably be guilty yeah, because yeah. I ran over with ran yeah. you over with a car, but you're dead. <laughs> so what can I say? Here's the answer. <laughs> Don't cross the street, folks. That's that's the answer. So I think I think there's she is right there. The Facebook whistleblower. Um, she looks angry. Here it is. Facebook puts profits over public safety. I couldn't have said it better myself, even though I tried. Right. And we could <laughs> we could take that banner down and just say no shit. And then move on. All right, let's move on, my friend. All right, all right. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>